The Joy of M Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch-A-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, as we prepare to take a closer look at Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, Florida, 5.30 on CBS. And, you know, I started this NFL season with my good friend Chris Liuzzi as he joined the sweet spot, and we took a early look on the NFL season. So, you know what? I'm rejoined by my good friend Chris Liuzzi to talk about Super Bowl 55 between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris, man, how are you doing? I am doing well. I appreciate you inviting me back on. I always love coming on here. And I mean, it's Super Bowl time, man. It's the last game before we kind of hit that really long, dreaded off season. I'm, I'm excited for it. It should be a really good game. Yeah, it's a very highly anticipated matchup, as we all know. Patrick Mahomes going against, as they say, the GOAT and Tom Brady. Some people say that, you know, years down the road, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes uh, in Brady's shoes. And, and he's definitely on the on the climb to doing so now before we get into talking about the game itself I mean what's been your thoughts on this whole postseason so far I mean you know many people expected the Chiefs to be in there and mm-hmm. there was a few that thought the Buccaneers I think there's a lot of team uh, a lot of people expecting the Green Bay Packers to be that team to represent the NFC what's been your thoughts as far as the entire playoffs thus far really I I hate to I guess the the sound to chalk it up or sound cliche, but I I think you kind of nail it. It's gone about how you would expect it to be. I think everyone expected the Chiefs to go out and and take it all the way through the AFC. Me and you had talked about a couple weeks back before the Chiefs and Bills game. I've been on the Chiefs kind of train for a while. I was pretty sure that they were gonna gonna get through, but I, I had said that if there was any team that maybe could knock them off, it was Buffalo, and that did not happen. So <laughs> there goes the Chiefs, and then it was. It had to be Bucks or Packers right out of the NFC. I wasn't yeah. really sold on the Saints with the way Breeze is playing to end the season. And so, I don't know. It's kind of what you would expect. Now, it is crazy to think back to what, not that they were bad, but what Tampa looked like kind of starting the regular season. And, you know, as they were trying to get that team to gel and the chemistry figured out to kind of what they've done the second half of the season. Like, they're coming in hot. The Chiefs are coming in hot. I mean, it's the perfect time to get these two teams in there. should be really fun. Yeah, I don't think the game itself would disappoint at all. I expect a close matchup uh, regardless of who wins. I think it'll be a very well-thought, well-coached game between both staffs with Arians for the Buccaneers and Andy yeah. Reid with the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a chess match, man. It's going to be one of those, like, you may not see it as it's happening, but maybe after the fact it, you can point back to, oh, wow, this is how – this transpired. Right. This is why they look went at this, this adjustment. Move. Yeah, like seriously, and both of those coaching staffs are amazing. Um, Spagnolo for the Chiefs like, and Bowles, Yeah, the experience, like you say too. Like you got the Chiefs, I mean, who were literally just the champions last year, right? So they're obviously, I mean, they're pretty in tune with what's going on. And then the NFC, just having Tom Brady alone. I mean, he's <laughs> done this how many times at this point? I mean, I know a lot of those guys, especially Tampa in general, they haven't exactly been a winning franchise you know, since I guess the early 2000s really. But I mean, it's just, it's what Brady does, man. You come in, you get a guy like that to come in. I mean, I don't care who you are. If you're in that locker room and you see him, you're going to work harder, right? I mean, because you don't want to be the, 
the guy that finally makes Brady have a terrible season, right? So it's, I mean, yeah, these teams, I, I can't imagine kind of like a better matchup as far as that goes. There's no way that either team should come out flat with the experience both teams have, you would think anyway. Now let me ask you this, with the Buccaneers hosting the Super Bowl, the first team to play the Super Bowl in their mm-hmm. home stadium, do you think there's more pressure on Tampa Bay, the fact that they are the first team to do that, or do you think it's more of a kind of a a uh, momentum for them that they're the first team to be able to play, play the Super Bowl in their home stadium? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I personally don't think it adds a whole lot of pressure, and I think a lot of that just comes to – Brady has been there so many times at this point, and Arians has been around the league for a long. Like I, I'm gonna, I'd like to think that they're gonna do a pretty good job of making sure they kind of stay level-headed and don't let, you know, because I'm sure there's gonna be or have been media stories out there about yeah this because it is it is really cool that they're the first team to kind of host. It's really awesome, but I really don't think it's gonna add too too much pressure to either team. Honestly, I think it's just they know what they're doing. It's just a it's a big game period of where it's you know being played at. If anything, I'd almost think there's a maybe, I don't know if less pressure is the right word, but they haven't had the crazy, crazy media blitz that teams are usually yeah. doing this week because of the weird COVID stuff. So That's a good point. Maybe that helps them kind of stay focused and stay tuned in on what they need to. So as we take a, a closer look into the game itself, I'm going to ask you, who would you rather have kind of a, a take your pick between the two team so first of all we're looking at the quarterback position for Tampa Bay and for Kansas City who would you rather have would you rather have Mahomes or would you have Brady I mean I want Mahomes there's nobody who can do what that man's doing right now and has been doing like I understand the experience of Brady and I definitely don't want Brady to be the guy with the ball last like he just always happened with the Packers like it just he always finds a way but Mahomes is just something else, man. That's that's the guy I want, period. 100%. You know, with me, man, I'm going to uh, roll with Tom. I'm going to roll with Tom, and, and it's just because it's this game. Now, if it was any other situation, Mahomes the going Super against Bowl. anybody else, yeah, I'm going with Mahomes. But with it being the Super Bowl, Tom Brady's first year in Tampa, they're hosting the Super Bowl. Uh, it's like, man, can you go against Tom in the Super Bowl? I don't, I don't think you can. Even the losses they've he uh, had with the Patriots in the Super Bowl, it's like, man, you still can't really go against them. You don't expect them to lose at any time. We right. know it's possible. Anything is possible. But just because it's this game at this moment, I think there's more pressure on Mahomes to finally get Brady at this stage. You know, everybody knows he's the one. That's coming for Brady in the years to Makes come. Sense. But that's fair. But yeah, so for me, I'm leaning towards Brady just because it is the Super Bowl and Mahomes. Uh, I think it's more pressure on, and he may put too much pressure on himself to get it done. I mean, if you look at last year against the Niners, he didn't play particularly well. Like, yeah, you know, went he, to that fourth quarter, they kind of yeah, up a little bit. He had two interceptions, and then he added on two touchdowns late. Uh, the one to Kelsey and one to Damian Williams, but. 
he didn't play all that well as we expect. So I think it's a lot more. Pre- now he he that was his first Super Bowl. He kind of got to give him the uh, the 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 the, the kind of favor, you know, kind of grace on that situation. That in okay, it was his to first the moment. Defense and the Niners' too. defense is amazing. Yeah, right. there's yeah. yeah yeah there's for sure. And the Buccaneers' defense is great as well. Now mm-hmm. uh, I think they're they're starting to click at the same at the right time going into the Super Bowl matchup. So I'm gonna lean with Brady on that QB. So you got one for Mahomes. I got one for Brady. It's one Chiefs, one Buccaneers. At the right. running back position, who are you running with with the backfield? Are you going with the Buccaneers group or are you rolling with the Chiefs? I almost want to say neither because I don't think it's going to come down to them too much, but I'm taking Tampa in okay. that option. I like the Chiefs' backs. I, I, got, I actually think if you look like in a vacuum at the backups or the running backs for both teams, I, I mean, I feel like they're pretty – Ronald Jones and Fournette – it's very solid. Like it's a great duo. And then I really like Bell and Edwards Allaire as well. But I do think the Bucks can be more capable of putting down a run game if they need to, than the Chiefs would be able to. And a lot of that's just credit to the, that crazy front four that the Bucks have on the other yeah. side. So I'm, I'm definitely taking the Bucks running backs in this case. Yeah. I second that. I'm, I'm Bucks all the way on that one as well. Like you mentioned, Fournette, Jones, I mean, Jones was kind of the lead back for most of the year, but when he was a little banged up and Fournette started to get more reps at the end of the year, you started to see that chemistry start to come along with for Fournette and the offensive line that you mentioned. Because people don't realize for a running back, there is there's an understanding that that goes without being said between a running back and his offensive line, just knowing when to hit the holes, knowing when those holes open. And Ronald right. Jones has had – plenty of reps with this O-line. So Fournette kind of coming in without a preseason, without a training camp, and kind of learning on the fly. I think you start to see those holes, and he understands when to really attack at the right time on any given play. So I'm with you on that. Buccaneers running backs over the Chiefs running backs. Now, for this receiver slash tight end group, Chiefs, Buccaneers, who are you rolling with? I mean, you got the Chiefs. You're looking at, of course, Hill, Hardman, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. Uh, but the Bucks, man, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson, and I didn't even mention Gronk and, Gronk and Cameron Bray. Yeah, I didn't even mention them. <laughs> so, so who would you rather have if you was uh, to take a, a pick between those two? Groups with and this, is, this is another weir- uh, weird one where I'm semi-cheating, kind of like the running backs. If in a vacuum on paper, I'm taking the Bucks receivers all day. I mean, that's, that's a pro ball roster yeah. they're fielding over there. I mean, yeah. it's just unreal what they've put together. But I like the Chiefs receivers more in that system they have. Like, it, it fits perfectly with what they do and what Mahomes is capable of doing, if that makes any sense. I feel like it's kind of a cheat answer, but... I guess if, if I'm just taking strictly <laughs> receiving talent, right, I'm taking Bucks. I mean, that yeah. that trio is unreal. And then Cameron Bray gets under overlooked because of Gronk there, but he's a great tight end. Gronk has looked incredible the past couple of weeks. I mean, that's a <laughs> that's an incredible, uh, I guess, amount of weapons they have over there. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Bucks all the way on that one as well. Like you mentioned, I mean, as I was kind of going through and listing the Bucks receivers, I went through Evans. I got through Godwin. Got through Miller. Got through Johnson. And I was like, man, I got Antonio Brown too. Like, man, it's like, like that's how much depth. I mean, the Chiefs and are backs can catch if they need to. Even, for sure. I mean, I mean, they they get he got guys who throw to over there, man. 
Yeah, plenty of options. I mean, Fournette is a guy who had 76 catches last year for the Jacksonville Jaguars, so uh, he is more than capable, like you said, to help out in their receiving game as well. So Tampa Bay in their receiver tight end position, they take the cake on that one. Now, you kind of alluded to it, and I've alluded to it, and I, I just we just got to put it on record, but the offensive line, who are you rolling with between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers? Which one do you really have? Not even close. It's the yeah. Bucks, And yeah. that's the big question mark. It's The Bucks are coming in. They're a lot healthier than the Chiefs are. They've protected Brady really well, along with, of course, Brady's tendency to get the ball out as quick as he does. I mean, it's it's hard to, <laughs> to go with anybody but the Bucks. I mean, credit to them. Their interior was solid already coming into this year, and then they go and get Wirfs to tackle, who's been mm-hmm. a stud like an absolute stud for them that their their line is very 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 good i'll take them all day yeah yeah no need to elaborate any further tampa bay definitely has the advantage on the offensive line now on the flip side the defensive line who do you think has the advantage there i oh to be clear i think the answer is bucks but i think it's a lot closer than people would think i, I think that chief's defensive front is pretty scary too they led the league in pressure rate the chiefs get after people and a lot of that's because of the pressure that I think teams feel and that they have to put up points. And so they're trying to air it out a little bit more, which inherently, you know, is going to bring more pressure. That Chiefs line's good too, but I'm definitely taking, I mean, Sue, Barrett, Pierre Paul, and then they get Vita Vea back. I mean, that's, again, like the receivers, that's a pro ball front. I mean, that's unreal. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks in this case. Yeah, that's one of those, like, they run a 3-4, so Pierre-Paul stands up and Barrett stands up in the mm-hmm. linebackers, but they play, they'll mix it up. So it's kind of a trick kind of scenario because if you just look at strictly defensive line, the Chiefs are Frank Clark and Chris Jones, but when you add the fact that Pierre-Paul and Barrett can play with their hand in the ground and right. standing up, you have to, yeah, it's hands down. They're edge rushers more often than they're not, for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's not even close with Pierre, Paul, and Barrett. And we go over to the linebacker position. Who who do you think has the advantage between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers? Just that, so we're not even counting Pierre, but we'll say we're counting Pierre, Paul, and Barrett as deep, as, as Strictly the wills the and the, that, yeah, 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 yeah. What's crazy is going into the playoffs, I would have likely said the Chiefs actually like how fast they play, but. Devin White has mm-hmm. been – he's turned it up a notch in these playoffs to the point where, like, he's uh, he's been a big, big part of what that defense is doing in the playoffs. Like, getting Vita Vea back and Devin White, just – not that he was bad during the regular season, but he just seems to have really figured things out in the playoffs, and he's played very, very well. I mean, when you've watched the Bucks games, these playoffs, I mean, it feels like he's everywhere. Yeah. And if he keeps playing like that, that's – seems like a landslide, but, again, I think I'm going to roll with the Bucks here. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, Devin White, Levante David, one of the best combos, if not the best linebacker duo in the entire NFL. And they're both super young. I mean, they're they're super talented, and, and they can cover so much ground. I believe I saw where Levante David was – I think he graded second as far as coverage snaps. Um and so that's that's, impre- that's impressive, man. I mean, and that's what they're going to need against a team that has a tight end like Travis Kelsey, a linebacker who can at least cover him in certain situations, shade towards mm-hmm. his way. Uh, so, yeah, I think that definitely bodes well for Tampa Bay. So that's another plus for the Buccaneers in that scenario. Now, what about the cornerback position? I struggled with this one personally, but – if you don't have you can you can you can have a cop out and be like, Man, that's a push in there. I don't really have confidence in either group or either pairing, but do you have one that you would rather t- 
take between the Buccaneers and Chiefs? I do, and actually, like the Chiefs, I think they got a really and I kind of like you. I don't think it's like a, a heavy landslide one way or the other. Like the Bucks corners play well too, but I really, really like. I think it's a big reason why their Chiefs that Chiefs defense has been pretty good this year is they have a really good and really young secondary, and a lot of that's with their corners. Like Breland's played really solid this year, and then kind of the guy that goes under load is Legarius Sneed. He's been mm. really, really, really good for them. And I don't know, they, they play hard. And like I said, they kind of, when you have, I guess when you go out there with the knowledge of Mahomes is probably going to put up a lot of points and we can get after guys and it kind of lets them, it lets that defense, I guess, just play a little bit more free, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like the line just pins their ears back at the, and the corners can kind of play a little bit more aggressive. And they've done that really well. I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one, but I don't think it's a, like a slight to the to the Bucks secondary at all because they they got they're solid over there too. Yeah, for me, man, uh, and you make very valid points. I can't, um, you know, dispel any notion that you've made with the guys that you mentioned. Now, with me, like I like Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean, but and they're and Davis is really he's balled out this year. He has mm-hmm. been a stud on an island, and but there's times they get burnt, you know. So. Um, Ward and Breland are more consistent, I feel like, but I feel like the potential for Davis and Dean is so much greater. I I, I had to kind of go with a push. I I've, I like both it's groups. Close. <laughs> yeah, it's very close. Like I don't think either one, like you mentioned, isn't it's not really a landslide as we've talked about some of the other position pairings. But for that that group, I just couldn't come to a decision of who I thought had the advantage because if Davis and Dean play what like they're capable of and not get beat and not, you know, take too many chances or at least understand when to take that chance against a guy like Mahomes. I think they could they could really make uh make some some trouble for that Chiefs offense. So for me I had to give it a push at that cornerback position. Now moving to the back end of that defense, the safeties. You're looking at Winfield and Whitehead for the Buccaneers and then you have Sorensen and Matthew for the Chiefs. Who would you rather have there? Is another point I'm going to give to the Chiefs. I kind of mentioned it with the uh, corners. I like that secondary of Kansas City in general. I mean, obviously everybody knows the Honey Badger. My, Matthew's just a just a really, really dynamic, versatile player. He does everything on the field. I mean, he can play back and play deep if he needs to. They he can come up front and blitz. He can come in the box and sit and meet a guy in the flats. He does everything. But then Sorensen, like he's a solid player too. And I really liked Juan Thornhill as well before. Yeah, I think he kind of lost his spot to Sorensen. I want to say he had felt an injury, if I remember right, kind of early on, or maybe it was last year. But, I mean, they just have a good – I don't know. Like, I like the guys they have a safety. I will say I really, really, really like Antoine Winfield for the Bucks. Like, he's a – this is kind of another one. This just kind of goes to show, like, how well-built both these teams are. I mean, both, it's not like they have a super, super weak spot to me, like a safety, either of them. Like, I don't think they're – I don't think either side has like an elite safety duo, but like yeah. I don't think they're like you could definitely do worse in both of these teams. I, I'll take the Chiefs in a close one, kind of like with the corners, but I could definitely see an argument for the Bucks just as well. It's really close. You know, I, I have to admit, man, I completely, as you know, I didn't mention his name in my intro. Juan Thornhill, man. I, when you said, I was like, dang, I, how I forget the stud safety from Virginia, man. Juan Thornhill is is a baller man when the Chiefs mm-hmm. drafted him I was like they got them a, a, a ball player man so honestly I was leaning the Bucks just because I completely forgot about Thornhill so when you look at the situation that you have Matthew and Thornhill and Sorensen 
and as great as you talked about with with Winfield and Whitehead, how good he's been. And Winfield's a baller. Like he had seven picks last year during his um, last year at Minnesota, and he's an All American stud safety. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Chiefs too, man. Like I said, when you mentioned Thornhill's name, I was like, how did I forget about him? How did I not remember Juan Thornhill? So I'm with you on that. I'm rolling with the Chiefs secondary on the safety on that. He, he's great, man. I I just checked it out. He had tore in his tore his ACL last week of the season. Last yeah. I knew that something had happened and he kind of fell off. But if he can, I don't know, maybe dial it back just a little bit. And if he can kind of find his pre-injured form, I think he's still been kind of coming back from that injury this year. He definitely hasn't had the season like he did last year. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, that's still Thornhill's still a stud. I mean, depending on how many snaps he gets out there, we'll see. But Sorensen, Thornhill, the Honey Badger, that's a, that's a good secondary group, man. So, so to recap, man, you went Chiefs at quarterback, Bucks at running back, Bucks at receiver tight end, Buccaneers at offensive line, Buccaneers at defensive line and linebacker, and then you went both Kansas City at the cornerback and safety position. So you gave a great advantage to the Chiefs in the secondary going to this matchup. Yep. Uh, with me, I went Brady at QB. I went Buccaneers running back. Buccaneers at receiver tight end. Buckers, Buckers, let me rephrase that. Tampa Bay at offensive line and defensive line. Linebacker as well. I had a push at the cornerback spots. And then I had Chiefs. Finally, my only selection for the Chiefs was at that safety position. So, and when you, to add one more, if I can, man, the kicker. Yeah. What do you, <laughs> what do you think? What, what do you think about the coaches? The coaches uh, yeah, matchup. I thought about. Yeah, right? yeah. I thought about. I, I thought about that as we were talking about it. That yeah, the coaches. Two really aggressive coaches. Two aggressive that are coaches come out there and want to put up points. What yeah, yeah, man. I'm definitely leaning towards uh, Andy Reid. I mean, I think it's. I, Arians has his moments, but I, I just trust Andy Reid in this situation. Seeing their play calling, the way that, man, like I said, it'll be third and, and, and two, and you see Tyreek Hill in motion. You see Kelsey lined up in isolation, one-on-one with a corner, and then they run like a fullback screen. It's like, what? You know, like they, they pull out all the tricks. And so, you know, we've seen – some of the crazy formations that they'll pull out and you know they're going to have something up their sleeve for uh Super Bowl 55 as well so for me the edge has to go through coaching and I don't even think it's really close and there's no disrespect to to Arians I just think that's what with the um Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid and the job that they've done man they just keep everybody guessing what about you no I I agree and I'm a huge Bruce Arian fan I mean I would love to see him win just because of you know his time with the over in Indy, like I, I love Bruce Arians, but what Andy Reid does with that offense over there, and this is kind of why I mentioned I wanted to cheat a little bit when I mentioned the Chiefs receivers uh, earlier, because they just they have a lot of weapons and they use every single one of them in many different ways. Everybody touches the ball and it gets you know all over the place. But one of the big things, it's kind of like the big thing with Andy Reid, but twenty-seven and five, Andy Reid after a bye week. That's like wow. kind of the big thing with Andy Reid, right? Like yeah. he, his record coming off buys is just phenomenal. And um, this is basically a buy. I mean, they get a, a week off for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And again, kind of like you said, not a knock on Arians, but Andy Reid is, he's finally gotten a quarterback who can do all the crazy things that Andy Reid wants to draw up. And it's, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you. I'm giving it to Andy for all the reasons you said. Hey, this is Sam Cisco, former Dell County Warrior. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. 
Pinch-A-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is a proud business ministry partner with the Joy FM. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Now locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp, Pinch-A-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa. 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Phone 334-671-POOL. RLC Shirts is a family-owned and operated custom apparel and gift business, providing custom printing and embroidery on t-shirts, polos, hats, boots, baby apparel, scarves, bags, and more. For churches, schools, sports organizations, family reunion t-shirts, or businesses that need personalized workwear or promotional apparel, RLC Shirts can help with no minimum order. Phone 334-899-4339 or online rlcshirts.com. Care Animal Center is a business ministry partner with the Joy FM. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that's dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is care-animal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan. Phone 334-794-6333. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Denny Vision is a proud supporter of the Joy FM, and their number one priority is patient satisfaction. They strive to provide a positive experience from the moment each person walks into the office. Denny Vision has an optical lab to create lenses on site, along with a selection of designer optical and sunglass frames. They focus on promoting good eye health while assisting patients in having the clearest vision possible. Their doctors help see the difference, which is their slogan. Located at 151 East Main Street in Dothan, online at DennyVision.com or phone 334-793-2633. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Hey, this is Jasmine Solomon for the Northside Methodist Knights, and you're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa. As we continue to take a closer look at Super Bowl 55 between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm joined by my good friend Chris Liuzzi. You heard us in that first segment give a positional breakdown, a team-by-team comparison on which which side has the edge, which side has the, the advantage at each position. And the Buccaneers definitely won that by a landslide. So, We'll see if that does carry over into the game itself. So in the first meeting, Kansas City beat the Buccaneers 27-24. to Tyreek Hill had a career Monster day. quarter. I would like, forget the day. He had a career quarter with like 
210 in the first quarter, wherever it was. Like he's the only receiver to have 200 yards in a single quarter uh, since. I don't say only receiver, but he's the first receiver to have it uh, since Lee Evans did it, and then Quadri Ismail as well. So he had an amazing quarter. Forget the day; he just had an amazing quarter against right. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now. Looking into this matchup for the keys to the game between the Chiefs and Buccaneers, give me some keys on first with Kansas City. What do you think they'll have to do if they want to come out on top? For Kansas City, it's just play their game. Uh, everybody has kind of looked at them for the past year and a half as like that's the team to beat right there because of just what they do. There's nobody that can put up the points they can as quick as they can. They remind me a lot of like what the Warriors were whenever they had their run. I mean, they – it can be I mean, kind of like last year with the Niners. It can be like a close game, and then you blink, and there's they put up 14 points. They just they're very explosive. Like you can't really play them in a close game because it's so hard to keep that offense under check for a full four quarters. It's just really really hard to do. And so if I'm Kansas City, like play your game, be explosive, make Tom Tom Brady make the Bucks make them try and keep up with you and that's kind of what I mean their game plan has been anyway especially with the way their de- their defense has been playing I mean they've they were the first team really in a while to really figure out Josh Allen I mean that defense played phenomenal yeah. against Buffalo and if they play like that and then can continue being explosive I mean they that Buffalo game was about as perfect of a game as Kansas City could play and if they play like that I I mean <laughs> I don't I don't know how you beat them. And as for Tampa, I mean, it's got to be the obvious one is that defensive line, right? Yeah. Like, you got to get after him. I mean, the Chiefs are out Fisher. They're out Mitchell Schwartz. I mean, that's they're hurting really bad over there. If there's ever a way that you win the game, it's getting after Mahomes. It's just so much easier said than done. That's always the, the key to trying to beat these great quarterbacks, but it's so hard. He's not just the fastest guy, but he's, he's quick, man. He's hard to bring down. He's a big dude. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he can make any throw from all these different angles, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, Chiefs—they just got to play their game, man. They got to play their game, and the Bucks just—they can't make mistakes, man. They can't do like they did last week, where they have kind of a rough second half. The Chiefs will make them pay, I think. <laughs> yeah, that would get, get that. that would get ugly quick if they uh, had a turnover uh, fast away. They kind of let it start to slip, slip away against the Packers right. and let Green Bay back in it. But, um, but yeah, the Chiefs, man, for me, I, I think they got to take the momentum early. Uh, I, they don't want to be in a position – like all their games have been close, relatively close, as, aside from the Buffalo AFC Conference Championship game. But, mm-hmm. but most of the games have been close wins. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, like I said – Prior to that Bills game, I think it's the eight wins prior were all decided by Very close. yeah seven points or less. So in this type of matchup, knowing that it's not a true neutral game because you are playing in this team's home stadium, I don't think they need to let Tampa Bay get off early. You don't want to be chasing this team, and and I know we can. They like you, you talked about how explosive they are. You compare them to the Warriors. And they do have that, but you just don't want that added pressure on yourself, you know. So if you can mm-hmm. come out and kind of take control early, establish yourself, settle yourselves down, because Tampa Bay is going to be fired up, and we know Kansas City will be too. But still, I think if they can get momentum early, you know, just don't give the Buccaneers any momentum, any hope from the start that, hey, we finna come in and dominate this game from start to finish. So the Chiefs, I think they need to come out quick and and try to get a, a score, a touchdown on the board before the Buccaneers do. Now, for the Buccaneers, 
for me, this is kind of a forgotten thought. Because we think about Tyreek Hill, we think about Travis Kelsey, we think about Patrick Mahomes. Right. What about Edwards Hilaire, man? I think they need to be aware of Edwards Hilaire. That's the key for them, man, because this dude can run, as we know. He can catch in the backfield. Mm -hmm. He fits exactly what Kansas City likes to do. I mean, it was just a perfect pick the way they snatched him with that final selection in the NFL draft in that first round. So you look at a guy like Damian Williams last year. He had 133 total yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. I mean, if it wasn't that whole – win the Super Bowl, MVP goes to the quarterback. Damian Williams probably should have yeah. been your MVP, yeah. right? You know, yeah. so hundred percent. And and Williams is no slouch. You know, he he's of course out with co uh you know, sitting out because of COVID and stuff. But Edwards Hilaire, man, this dude, if you're not careful, he is the one that will steal the show and take over for that Kansas City offense. So I think they got to contain Edwards Hilaire some, somehow, some way, because we know all the attention is going to be going to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and slowing those guys down. Right, and I and I agree. I, but I do think if there's ever a team that's going to do it, it's the Bucks. That run defense, especially with Vita Vea back, yeah. is just – I mean, they're a wall over there, man. That's what they do. But, yeah, when you have the threat up like over the top that the Chiefs have – I mean, if if you're able to stick a run game with that too, which yeah, like you mentioned, Damian Williams is able to do last year. If if the Chiefs are able to actually run a balanced offense out there, it's it's going to be game over. Mm-hmm. Like you can't let them just do anything they want to. <laughs> if Edwards Alaire gets rolling, hopefully, nice. I don't know if he's 100% healthy or not. I know he's been dealing with the injuries, yeah. but if if he's able to get really rolling, and then you have to. You know, if you can't stop that run with just kind of playing your your solid front seven, you actually have to kind of move and press up in the box and stuff. I mean, Chiefs are going to kill them. So, no, yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, that's kind of the the question with the Chiefs, though. It's it's like a pick-your-poison thing. They have weapons everywhere. It's it's tough, man. But I I mentioned it earlier. I think one of the things that's going to make that tough, and the reason why I don't think that – not that it's a knock on Edwards Hilaire because he's a great player, but just the – the line issues that Chiefs are having, yeah. like the healthy, they're the injuries that they're dealing with up front against an already really stout defensive line. I just don't. You never know, man. You see it all the time, <laughs> but it, I just don't think that he'll be able to to really get anything going. But hey, maybe. And if they can, that's a that's not going to be good for the Bucks. <laughs> so Super Bowl Fifty Five, five thirty. On CBS, Chris, tell me who you got, man. Who are you rolling with? Who's what's your prediction? And if you have a score prediction, you can give that as well. But who do you have coming out as Super Bowl champions? Sure. Despite all the, it seemed like the landslide picks that I was giving outside of the secondary giving for Tampa. Like I'm rolling with Kansas City. I think I, I don't want to take too too much away from that first matchup, but I just don't know as much like as as a solid as I think that Tampa Bay secondary is. I don't know that they can just hold down the weapons and the, and the firepower that the Chiefs have. I think it's going to be – I think what you said earlier about the Chiefs trying to get up quick, I think it's going to be not decided early, but I think I, I do agree that that early tempo set is going to matter a lot because if it's early on and the Chiefs – if Mahomes isn't bothered by that pass rush early on and he gets comfortable and gets settled back there and can just you know do what Mahomes does, it's going to be a long day, and I don't know if the, the Bucks can keep up with him if it turns into a shootout. They had the potential. They've been a really volatile team. They have the weapons. Brady's a great quarterback. But you saw last week they can hit slumps where they struggle really bad. And if they hit one of those, 
<laughs> I mean, good luck. That's kind of my thing, and that's why I'm picking the Chiefs. I think the margin of error for the Bucks is really, really small because of how explosive the Chiefs are. The Bucks have to play a near-perfect game, I think. Not that they're not capable of, capable of it, and Brady's a great quarterback to have to do it. But if I have to pick somebody, I'm taking the Chiefs, and for a score, I'm going to say like a 31-28. I think it's close, but I'm taking the Chiefs. All right, so before you give me your Super Bowl MVP pick, give me your sleeper pick first. Who is, who's your sleeper that you could see winning the MVP, who ultimately you're not picking to, to come home with the award, but who do you have as your sleeper? So for sleeper, I'm going to take a Chiefs just because I think the Chiefs will win. Yeah. I don't even know how much of a sleeper it is, but just because it's not an offensive player, I'm going to go with the Honey Badger. Okay. I think, I think if – it turns into a shootout at all, and the Bucks have to start throwing a lot. You're going to start. That's what does that mean? That means opportunities for that secondary, the corners, the safeties to to capitalize and make some plays. And if there's anyone that's going to do it, I mean, that's what Matthew does. It's he's a highlight reel back there at the safety. And I mean, I could you could easily see him if it turns into a shootout and the Bucks feel like they need to start airing it out. Him just stepping in front of a like a comeback route or something, snatches it, takes it back. There you go, right. I, and like you said, it's still a dark side pick. It's really hard to <laughs> – it's a quarter, like you mentioned earlier, it's hard not to give it to the quarterbacks almost no matter what. But I think for a dark horse pick, I'm taking the Honey Badger. So who do you have? You predicted the Chiefs to win. So who do you predict will have the MVP award? I, I think it's Mahomes. Yeah. I, I think if they win, it's not going to be on – I don't think it's going to be like Damian Williams did last year. I, I mean, like I said, that just – it's not even a knock on their run game. It's just – a lot of respect for that Bucks defensive front. I don't think they're going to be able to run on them. I think if they win, it's on the back of Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill and everybody else they have over there. And if Hill has a big day, it's going to go to Mahomes. If anybody has a big day, it's going to go to Mahomes because it's just the way the you know the award works with the quarterbacks now. So I think Mahomes wins it. So for me, man, as I go through my predictions, man. And you you kind of alluded to, to this off the air in the previous conversation. You had an idea that we would go separate directions mm-hmm. in our in our picks, and and sure. you're and you're and you're right. You're right. You were you were correct on that, man. I'm I'm going Tampa, man. I I struggled with this. I I leaned Chiefs all last week, and then this week I started to kind of switch over a little bit, man, just because. I'm, it's more about that Tampa defense than it is that offense. We know how mm-hmm. good the offense can be, but like you said, they'll hit lulls in their drives, and it's like you can't do that against this Kansas City offense. But I right. think this defense, this defense, man, against Patrick Mahomes, as great as he is, if you put pressure on him like any quarterback, but if you get Mahomes to do more than he needs to do as far as, like, man, just throw it away. Like, like take the sack, you know, <laughs> just take the incompletion. Right. Like if you get in in, in him uh, in that mindset where he's feeling he has to make a play out of every little thing, I think that is where the Chiefs could get in trouble. I mean, I've seen him go against, you know, uh, that Dolphins defense a few, few weeks ago, and the Dolphins defense gave him fits. I mean, um, mm-hmm. you know, Xavier Howard, we talked about him before, how great a corner he is. Like it was some boneheaded plays in there that, you usually don't see Mahomes make, and that Dolphins defense is no slouch, but they don't really Great. stand up to this Tampa Bay defense, man. So if this defense by Tampa Bay, which I believe will make it a game, keep it a game, keep Tampa Bay in it, 
even if the offense does go through some some lazy drives, I think that's where the difference is going to lie. And you, it, it kind of goes into my my MVP prediction picks, and I'll get into that. But I'm going Tampa Bay 30-24. I think you said 31-28. Okay. I'm going 30-24. Yep. I have Tampa Bay holding on and Tampa uh, Tom Brady or Tampa Bay, Tampa. as they say, as they say, man, I have him getting the seventh Super Bowl victory. Now, for me, for my MVP sleeper, man, we we know Tom Brady, we know Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin. Man, my sleeper is actually Scotty Miller, like for real, okay. like uh, seriously. I think he is. He's he's a dynamic athlete that just doesn't get the love and the respect that he deserves because he's overshadowed by big names so I think Scotty Miller is my sleeper guy man he I could see him having five catches you know a buck 12 and a touchdown yep. or something like that like because he's going to have chances down the field he is there that's home what he is threat. for them he's their yeah. burner yep. yep yeah so all the attention goes to Mike Evans the beast that he is Godwin Brown Tyler Johnson, who I love a lot out of Minnesota, but I, my sleeper is Scotty Miller. So if the Buccaneers win the Super Bowl, don't be surprised if Scotty Miller is this year's Super Bowl MVP. But he is my sleeper for a reason, and I right. talked about that defense <laughs> for Tampa Bay being that group that gets it done. So my MVP is coming from that side of the ball as well, and it's at the linebacker position with Levante David. Man. Okay. I'm 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 going out on the limb, but I'm putting all my eggs in one basket and I'm putting it in with that defense. Now I bounced back and forth between David and Devin White. I wasn't quite sure. Are you who gonna I say thought. Devin White yeah, when you said yeah, linebacker? Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I wanted to I wanted to set it up as I say linebacker. You you oh man, mm -hmm. it gotta be Devin White. And I went back and forth. I went back and forth with it, but I just feel like David with his coverage skills may and he can pressure the, he pressure the quarterback. He may have a pick, he may have a, a sack fumble in there. I'm 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 going with the kid out of Nebraska, man. So that's my prediction. Buccaneers thirty twenty four. Levante David is my Super Bowl MVP. But watch out for Scotty Miller if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do indeed win Super Bowl fifty five. I think that's fair. And Scotty, like you said, he's their deep guy. And if there's anybody who's gonna oh snap, it's third and twelve and oh no, here's a bomb sixty yard touchdown. Like it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna probably be to Scotty Miller. That's that's what he is for them, and we both know what his Arians like to do. Like he's he's gonna take his shots. That's what he does. I know Brady's <laughs> been there, and he kind of he he kind of doesn't like to do that as much. But he's aired it out a whole lot for them. That's what Arians wants to do, and I don't think just because it's the Super Bowl that Arians is gonna shy away from that. No, I, I definitely think I could very much see Scotty Miller having a big day. What what does Arian say? No risk it, no biscuit. That's no his. Biscuit. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's his saying, he man. He's. He uh, lets it fly, man. He does, man. <laughs> he is, an, and and I watched a documentary as we wrap up. I watched a documentary on Bruce Arians that the NFL Network um, showed about a week ago, and you know it was aired, you know, recorded a year or two ago or some years ago. But just watching and kind of seeing how he is behind the scenes as a person. You know he's a players' coach, man. The players yep. love him. Oh, yeah. He doesn't shy away from anybody or anything. He he said, "What you see is what you get." I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. And I think the players in Tampa Bay have really received that, and they are all behind him as they look to become the new Super Bowl champions and dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, man, this Chiefs team is electric, though. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if they can actually get it done. No, I. 
I definitely agree. It's I'm like you whenever I was initially doing my picks, like I could very easily five minutes from now, talk myself into the books. Like it is so easy to talk yourself one way or the other. I mean, the both teams are, they don't have a lot of weak points, like neither team, both are great teams. You got great coaching. I mean, this is a, uh, one of the better matchups we could definitely ask for. I mean, that's what the Super Bowl is supposed to be, right? But these are great teams. They both can do everything. There's a lot of great players. I, I couldn't ask for a better game. It should be a really, really, really good game. Chris, man, dude, I always, man, always appreciate you swinging by the sweet spot. Like I said, I love the content you provide. You know your NFL uh, information, data, stats, inside and out. So I know whenever you are a guest, man, you, you're providing nuggets that most of us weren't even aware of. So, man, I truly appreciate you coming on. No, I appreciate you asking me, and I'm just trying to keep up with you, man. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's always a good time. I always love coming on here, and I love talking ball with you. It's It's great. Thank you very much. That was Chris Liuzzi joining me here on the sweet spot as we talked about the matchup between the Buccaneers and the Chiefs, Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, Florida, 530 on CBS. I definitely don't think this game will disappoint as we know the millions of viewers who will be watching around the world. Stay in the sweet spot on the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.